It's our last episode of 2021, and we hit the tape at full speed. Scott Bell of the Dallas Morning News joins us to talk college football playoff, Cowboys playoffs, and the arrival of the PGA of America headquarters to Dallas-Fort Worth. We talk Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic with Todd McSuga of Goodyear, who tells us why the company loves the Cotton Bowl Classic and what it's like to ride in the iconic Goodyear blimp. And by the way, his answer may surprise you. But first, Monica and I revisit our first year. We talk about our favorite guests and favorite stories and look ahead to 2022. So let's drop the mic and let's go. everybody kevin sullivan here joined by monica paul the executive director of the dallas sports commission along with next level marcus carr of tony fay pr hope everyone had a merry christmas happy holidays to all thanks for listening and subscribing monica for our final installment of 2021 we have reached episode 44 this is among the most famous numbers iconic numbers in all of sports Hank Aaron, Reggie Jackson, Jerry West, Jim Brown. This is a Mount Rushmore kind of number. You know, in Dallas, though, we have not, despite all of our prowess in sports, we don't really have an iconic number 44. Maybe Robert Newhouse of the Cowboys would be the most memorable. Danny Darwin with the Rangers way back, but not an iconic number 44, interestingly. So I'm going with Scott Lloyd today. The original starting center on the Mavericks, he was signed not long after opening day back in 1980. Uh, this is a journeyman big man in the NBA out of Arizona State, was a second round draft choice of the Bucks. played for the, wait for it, Buffalo Braves, San Diego Clippers, Chicago Bulls, three seasons with the Mavericks. His Wikipedia bio says he endeared himself to Mavericks fans with his work ethic modesty, outgoing personality, and devotion to charity causes. Now, that sounds like our kind of guy, right, Monica? Absolutely. And, you know, Sully, uh, just another shining example of how uh, people end up staying in Dallas. I think he only, uh, you know, is from Phoenix, could have gone back home, only played here three years, uh, but started a business, uh, remained involved in charitable causes, and uh, calls Dallas his home. Yeah, he, he's really one of the best people to ever put on a uniform for any of the of the sports teams in Dallas. He was so popular, a fan club sprung up and uh, Sports Illustrated did a feature on them, the Scott Lloyd fan club. They would hang banners at Reunion Arena with catchy phrases, my favorite being, uh, this is the year of our Lloyd. So great guy, the Ham Hula t-shirt company in downtown Dallas. So today, Monica, as we close out 2021, hoping for 2022 to be a great year, we find our inspiration in number 44 for episode 44, Scott Lloyd. Uh, on a less uh, happy note, Monica, we had the sad news this week of the passing of John Madden. We, I've enjoyed uh, watching and reading all the tributes. Uh, I liked, you know, the Raiders said his impact on, on, uh, Football was immeasurable. I'd say his impact on pop culture as well. When you think about the light beer commercials, Ace Hardware, who could forget? Boom, 
tough acting to acting. Uh, he was along with Michael Jordan, one of the great pitchmen of the of the uh, late '80s and into the '90s. Of course, the Madden Cruiser became uh, sponsored by Outback Steakhouse. We always like looking at these sports business angles here on the uh, on the mic drop. Uh, my old boss from NBC Sports, Dick Eversall, and I texted about Madden. I didn't know Madden, but Dick and Madden were very close. Uh, after Dick brought him to NBC for the Sunday Night Football package along with Al Michaels in 2006. And Eversall uh, texted to me that, that uh, he was the smartest person he ever knew, John Madden, and that his best advice was to include everybody you can in your success. Now, there are many, many Cowboys connections. He, John Madden broadcast 140 Dallas Cowboys games. Now, think about that for a minute. That's almost a decade worth of just Cowboys games. The Cowboys were 80 and 60 in those games. So they were always happy to see Madden for the most part. Uh, Jerry Jones issued a beautiful statement saying that Madden made his li made life better, which is about the nicest thing you can say uh, about somebody. And of course, one other mic drop uh, Dallas Sports Commission connection here. In 1989, all those famous Miller Lite commercials, Madden did a WrestleMania-themed Miller Lite spot with Vince McMahon and a host of other celebrities from Bob Euchre to Sonny Bono. So, of course, we've got WrestleMania coming to AT&T Stadium on April 2nd and 3rd. Uh, and and uh, we thought that was sort of a funny little connection uh, as well. Marcus, we've got SMU men's basketball on a seven-game winning streak. Good to see that. Pony's looking good uh, in basketball. Mavericks and Stars are battling and struggling with COVID. With Mavericks are up to 24 players. I think the most in the NBA have suited up this year, uh, the most recent being Isaiah Thomas. On a, on a happier note, four of the five bowl games uh, that we've had in our area are in the books. And before we talk to, uh, to uh, Todd from Goodyear about tonight's Cotton Bowl Classic, Monica, any takeaways from the four bowl games that are already uh, in the uh, in the books from our area yeah well you know uh, army and air force one uh, i think we've had great uh, tv exposure on all of them uh over seventy-seven thousand people in attendance over those three that have occurred and uh you know hoping uh well one we've had good weather so that's definitely helped and people are um, you know, had a little bit more extended time over the holidays, but uh, tomorrow, uh, looking forward to maybe another 77,000 uh, plus over at uh, AT&T Stadium for the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, one of those CFP semifinals. So this is always exciting time of time of year. Uh, I think our, our entire community really uh, grabs hold and uh, is excited that, you know, we, we do host uh, these four or five uh, this year, I guess, uh, bowl games uh, here within our community. We always have good weather in Dallas for bowl games, right, Monica? Well, majority of the time, Sully, majority of the time. Uh, I don't have any recollection of bad weather yeah. for a major event in Dallas uh, might, ever. Might have, been a few, so. might have been a few tornadoes and, and certain things a few years ago for a few bowl games. But uh, other than that, this year, Mother Nature was kind to us. Well, we're going to keep the good weather rolling and we're going to keep the good conversation rolling back in a moment with Todd Maxuga of Goodyear and tennis star John Isner. But first, over to Rachel. 
Dallas is known for its big wins when it comes to sporting events. Whether it be Final Fours, Winter Classics, Pro Drafts, or even international soccer matches, Dallas sets the standard. And now it's time for our biggest win yet. We want the 2026 World Cup. The Dallas Sports Commission is working hard to bring the World Cup back to our great city, and we need your help. Head over to DallasWorldCup2026.com to sign the pledge to bring it back. Be sure to follow us on all social media at World Cup Dallas to stay up to date on all things 2026 World Cup. Thanks, Rachel. And now uh, we're happy to welcome Todd Maxuga uh, from Goodyear uh, to join us here on the mic drop. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic tonight pits number one Alabama against number four Cincinnati in what is an historic matchup. First number one to play in the Cotton Bowl since 1978. Of course, the first non-Power 5 team to play in the CFP and the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, Todd Maxuga has been the GM of brand marketing at Goodyear North America since 2018. Goodyear has been the title sponsor of the Cotton Bowl Classic since 2014. And this week announced a new multi-year agreement to continue that relationship well into the future. Welcome to the mic drop, Todd. Hey, thanks, Sully. Thanks for having me. So, Todd, uh, very exciting news with that extension this week. Uh, can you tell us about the extension and I guess why Goodyear wanted to extend? Sure. No, we were thrilled to, to continue our relationship. You know, the, the Cotton Bowl Classic has been a cornerstone in college football for years. Today's game is going to be the 86th Cotton Bowl that's ever happened. And, and you know, Goodyear, too, has long been interwoven in the, in the sport of college football. It started back in 1955 when we first provided aerial coverage for the Rose Bowl, uh, which was the first game we ever covered with a blimp, which since then we've covered thousands of, of marquee games across the country. And it, this agreement is a, is a way to continue our relationship with the Cotton Bowl and allow us to celebrate the drive it takes to get to a college football playoff game, let alone a semifinal. Well, Todd, I, we know that the Cotton Bowl Athletic Association has very high standards. We hear their, their marks from the teams every year. Uh, so very excited to have Goodyear back and, and know that uh, uh, you both believe in the same thing. So I think it's partnership uh, made to be. Uh, you found a very creative way to uh, announce the extension. Uh, tell us about the tire art project and uh, where huh. fans might be able to see those pieces. Quite yeah, unique. Tire art, aren't those great? They're, they're really, really unique. You know, with the tradition of tire art uh, for us started back with the Cotton Bowl in 2016. We found a really unique and, and talented artist. His name's Blake McFarland. He's actually a, a former professional baseball pitcher. And he, he left the sport and, and started working in various mediums, mediums uh, one being tires. And he creates these massive sculptures out of tires. So this year, uh, we've obviously focused on the mascot for the University of Alabama, which is Big Al, uh, this giant elephant, right? Uh, and as well as the University of Cincinnati and the Bearcat. He makes these tremendous sculptures out of Goodyear tires. Each sculpture's a little over 200 pounds, takes about 300 tires to put together. And it has, each one has around 14,000 hidden staples and screws holding these things together. They're, they're really phenomenal. They're about seven feet tall each. And, and they're just a really unique way to celebrate the teams. And it, it really embodies the outstanding performance that Goodyear puts into tires and Blake McFarlane puts into these sculptures. 
folks can see these really throughout the North Dallas area. They move, despite their size, they move around quite a bit during Cotton Bowl week. Um, you know, I, I, I think you can see them certainly at the Fan Fest, at the plazas outside AT&T Stadium um, in Arlington, as well as within the stadium during the game itself. They're really, really a unique way to celebrate the game and how important it is. Uh, I love them, and I must say, I, I need to know who the marketing genius was that came up with that, because, uh, you know, I'm tasked in my role for, for major events coming up uh, in, in the future to, you know, think outside of the box a little bit. So uh, whoever came up with that, kudos to them, because uh, it's definitely uh, set a new bar. I love it, Monica, and I can already see a, a Kevin Sullivan tire art statue <laughs> coming together. <laughs> oh, okay, we can... We can talk offline for that okay. one. It needs to be a surprise when Sully sees it. All right. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned the blimp a, a little earlier, but uh, so there's other things that Goodyear does uh, around this Cotton Bowl Classic, different activations, uh, different events. So it's not just one game and, and like a title sponsorship. This is a much bigger deal and other events that not only ends, but uh, your partners get to take part in sure no we we do an awful lot and we're very very happy to do that it's really throughout the year you know college football fans don't stop being fans you know when the summer comes it, it's a year-round thing and the road to greatness it, it, we talk about the, the season-long road to greatness that culminates in the bowl games and the cotton bowl being a semi-final this year it elevates that stage even further we do so much from from digital and social media to actual events around North Dallas. We have the Big Play Brunch. We have events at uh, Texas Live in Arlington. One of the things we're most proud of is our relationships with two hospitals in, in the Dallas area, both uh, Scottish Rite and the Children's Medical Center. Um, for years, we've interacted with them. There's obviously a donation that, that goes to the, the hospitals, but in the past, the teams have been able to interact with some of the kids in these hospitals and we identify an honorary chairman uh, excuse me honorary captain from each of the hospitals this year that event had to be done virtually of course but no problem the teams interacted we had a video game session we had a dance competition all done virtually with the two hospitals and that's something we're really proud of in, in the dallas area Todd, you, you mentioned the blimp i imagine in your role you've gotten the chance to take a ride in the blimp right what, what is that like well, I'll tell you, it's, first of all, it's, it's an amazing, iconic thing, the blimp. And what, what most people don't know and what I didn't know before I had a chance to ride is, you know, you expect it to be like other aviation. Okay, I've been on airplanes, helicopter. What's this going to be like? It is nothing like that. The, the ride is like a boat. It actually is like this in, in the air itself. And I, I guess that's why they call it an airship, but it, the, the blimp is such an extraordinary experience. The views are unprecedented. And when you're over marquee sporting events like the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, it, it's just an, an unparalleled view. And, and you know, I'll tell you, it, it's funny, um, back in Akron, our, we have, you know, a lot of Goodyear associates with long tenure with the company, 20, 30, 40 years. When that blimp flies by the headquarters building, everything stops. I mean, people that have worked there 40 years stop and you watch the blimp make its pass. It's such such a unique thing and, and we're very fortunate to have it. 
Yeah, that, you, that wasn't the case. You know, the, the, the Fuji film blimp is just not quite the same uh, <laughs> in terms of its place in the uh, American sports landscape. It really is an iconic uh, part of, a, of the American sports scene, as you said, going all the way back to 1955. Yeah, you know, what was amazing is a few years back and, and our, our dedication to, to college football and to the sport the blimp was actually inducted as the first non-player, non-coach in the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. And it remains there today. So it's something we are proud of with our, our commitment to the sport and something we'll continue for years to come. Now, the, obviously, the media landscape has, is changing, has changed, is changing uh, dramatically. But live sports can still gather a crowd and still generate a lot of excitement and bring people together. How does sports fit into your overall marketing strategy at Goodyear? No, great, great question. You know, I, I think first and foremost, sports, it's something you, you and Monica have talked about before. Sports is about a, a shared passion, right? It's about being part of something bigger than yourself. And that's why it's so appealing to Goodyear. We share that passion with the fans. And, and you're right, the media landscape is so challenging with, with, with streaming, OTT, all, all these things. The reality is over 80% of, of programs, the top 25 programs are still live sport. It's, one, it's the last thing that people don't DVR or fast forward through. You watch live sport live. And that's why it's so appealing to us. How can we reach that fan base, that passionate fan base and be part of that shared experience. You know, Goodyear is, stands, Goodyear stands for moving people forward. And we always have. Be that on the field, the track, the court, or in life. And live sport is just a great place to be able to do that. And even if people don't have a ticket to the game, they can go check out the, the Goodyear uh, Huddle Up Fan Fest out at, uh, out in Arlington at AT&T Stadium. But why don't you take take a turn here as a uh, as a football analyst, uh, Todd? Break the game down for us. What do you expect to see with Alabama and Cincinnati tonight? Oh wow! Well, I, you know, look, I, I think as I said, the Cotton Bowl this year is is a semifinal. It's always part of the New Year's Six, but this year being elevated as a semifinal, I I'd say we've got a really good one here. I, you know, I, you've got Alabama, uh, a perennial strength. You've got Saban, you've got a Heisman Trophy winner. There's a lot going there, right? But hey, Cincy is, is the real deal. I, I'll tell you that. I, I, their cornerbacks alone, wow, right? Those, those two guys, before you even start talking about the rest of the team. So I, it's going to be a great game. I can't make a prediction. I, I can guarantee one thing, that I guarantee that one of these teams will win and continue on to the national championship in Indianapolis. So we look forward to that. And uh, we're just pleased to be part of it and part of the Cotton Bowl. Well, Todd, I, I, uh, sometimes I've taken a little sabbatical uh, teach at SMU. And boy, uh, it was pretty impactful what you were saying earlier about media and, and live sports uh, being the, the constant of what people aren't going to DVR and, and watch in real time. So. I'm hoping that even though I'm not teaching now, we've got some younger uh, uh, up and coming future Sully's and Todd's and Monica's out there listening because that's absolutely true. Um, so 
I think before we let you go, um, favorite moment of all your your sporting events, of everything that Goodyear is uh, involved in, what's some of your favorite and most memorable moments? Well, that, that's, a, that's a tough one to answer because I, you know, Goodyear, Goodyear is fortunate to not only be very strong in college football, but obviously motorsport, you know, NASCAR, NHRA, SRX, we, we've been involved in motorsport for over 100 years. We've been involved with the NBA and basketball. You know, if you look across sport, if it's a marquee game, the Goodyear blimp and Goodyear are going to be there. My favorite memories, Cotton Bowl, certainly. I, I can name a number of races that were just phenomenal. It's really hard to just pick one event. I mean, we've covered golf. We've covered a sea otter festival. It goes on and on. And uh, it's just just a really strong part of who we are and what we do. And uh, it, I'm just glad to be part of sport. I'm very fortunate. Todd, we thank you for uh, everything that you do. Thank you for the extension. Thank you for your partnership with the Cotton Bowl Athletic Association. And uh, no doubt, we're looking forward to a fantastic game uh, tonight. And uh, you're right, one of those uh, winners will be going on to that national championship game. So thank you for joining us. Really appreciate the time. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Kevin. And now over to Rachel from a word from one of our sponsors. Did you know the Dallas Zoo provides guests with real-life opportunities to make memorable connections with more than 2,000 animals? Please support the zoo's mission to inspire and empower action on behalf of the wildlife in Texas and around the world. Visit DallasZoo.com to purchase your tickets today. Thanks, Rachel. And now we are pleased to be joined by Dallas Morning News Assistant Sports Editor Scott Bell. Scott's been at the paper since 2010. He's responsible for all things digital in sports. That's a big job, everybody. He's responsible for coverage of college football, college basketball, Dallas Stars, and golf. He also, for a guy who has an assistant editor title, he writes an awful lot of stories. So he gets he gets pressed into writing duty, too. He's a Michigan guy, so he may have a little difficulty focusing uh, on our conversation today. Welcome to the mic drop, Scott. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. It's uh, It's a exciting time for sports around here and i appreciate you guys having on me on to uh talk about it so let's uh let's 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 break down first alabama cincinnati we'll get to your wolverines uh in a a second what do you expect to see in tonight's uh college football uh playoff semi I, I think both matchups are really compelling um and and i think dallas landed uh or Arlington, the DFW area, uh, landed, um, a, a really interesting matchup. Um, there's, there's always been the talk about G5 inclusion in, in, in the CFP and, and when's the year is, is, when is it going to happen? Um, is it going to happen? So to, to get a team like Cincinnati sort of carrying that flag for the G5, I think, um, there will be a lot of eyes on the game and it'll be interesting. Um, I think Cincinnati's a really good team, uh, but it's 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 such a it's such an interesting dynamic between hey the Cincinnati team this undefeated team which um, nobody else in the in the playoff can say that um, they're the only team that's done what they need to do every week and um, to to beat a team like Notre Dame uh, is impressive but it's still um, that G five opponent and and people are are going to wonder can they do that 
can can they do that on the big stage against a team like Alabama, a team like Alabama that has such a great um, record in CFP, CFP semifinals, obviously the team that's won the most national titles and, and they have all this talent. So I, I think from a top 22 on each side matchup, I think Cincinnati can kind of hold its own pretty well, but with Alabama, they're just so deep. They're so battle tested that um, I expect Alabama to win. Um, I know odds makers have it being like a, a two touchdown uh, difference, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see. And um, there are going to be a lot of, um, a lot of teams, a lot of conferences uh, cheering for Cincinnati for what a win in this situation could mean for um, the, the scope of college football for years to come. Now, the main question on Michigan-Georgia is, do you and Evan Grant have a bet on this game? Of course, Evan, the award-winning, respected, vaunted uh, Rangers beat writer and baseball expert at the Dallas Morning News, an all-around great guy, is a Georgia fan. So how do you break that one down? I'm not sure I'd call Evan a, a good guy. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see We'll see how the Michigan-Georgia uh, game goes, and that'll, that'll dictate how I feel about him. But no, we, we don't have anything... Uh, specific. Um, my my mo is to wait until the game's over, and if Georgia won, I say, "Oh well, Georgia was favored. It's okay." But then if Michigan wins, I'll just talk all kinds of trash. So uh, <laughs> that's that's how that goes. But I think that'll be a really good matchup too. Um, Georgia's favored by about a touchdown, and uh, kind of like Alabama, um, there there seem like a lot of people heading into that sec title game had a lot of thoughts on this year's alabama team like oh maybe they're not as good as everyone thought they would be heading into the season but then alabama looked so good against georgia that okay they've vaulted up to the to the number one seed in the in the cfp georgia's kind of the opposite they had such a great first 12 games of the season and then they stumbled in the sec title game so are we going to see the the georgia team that ran through the sec in the first 12 games of the season or did alabama sort of provide a, a roadmap on, on on how to beat um a team like georgia um i think georgia's favored for a reason and i think alabama may have provided a roadmap to beat them but that's with people on alabama's teams and there just aren't many uh teams in college football that have a jameson williams and a john mechie and a brian robinson with with Bryce Young throwing to all of them. So even though Georgia showed that it's susceptible to being beaten in its last game, I'm not sure Michigan has um, an, enough talent to do it, but uh, I will be watching with, with very interested in eyes and, and, and seeing if it can happen. So Scott, uh, we had uh, morning news publisher Grant Moise on a couple of months ago. He told us more people were consuming the morning news content more than uh, any in company's history. So with all that data on what our uh, watching habits are, what may be something that's most surprising for our listeners of what our, who is our Dallas sports fan? Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a changing landscape. I mean, you always talked about circulation numbers in, in past decades, and that's print, that's people that are coming out and, and, and picking up the paper the next morning to see what happens. And we still very much serve those, those, those readers and those subscribers, and they're um, important to us, but we, we want to make sure we're trying to reach the next generation of sports fans, the, um, 
the current people that grew up with the print subscription, but hey, they want that stuff more instantaneously, whether it's um, through social media, through live updates. Um, uh, we have our own podcast now uh, through there. So we're just, we know that uh, th there are people that are looking, I mean, talking from a sports perspective, obviously it's a very um, passionate sports base all, all the way up from pros to colleges to high schools, which I still think high school sports is the most unique coverage um, we provide. But um, overall, from a broader sense, outside of the sports sphere, uh, that that extends to local news too. So we, we're still reporting on, we're trying to report on as much things as possible, but now the challenge is almost to find as many ways to distribute it to people as possible because um, in, in today's media landscape, there's always going to be choices for consumers to make and um, we're not going to wait for people to come to us. We want to come to them. So Scott, uh, our Cowboys NFC East champions, uh, what are you, what are your, what are you, what is your prediction for the Cowboys in the playoffs? I think they're peaking at the right time and maybe it's putting a little too much weight into what we just saw last week. But um, I think there was sort of a little bit of um, pessimism around just, hey, how that offense had looked for the last um, month or so. I think once you got um, all three members of that pass rush on defense that everyone knew the ceiling for the defense was going to be really high. But now I think there is excitement as the team sort of seems to be putting things together on both sides of the ball. Dak might be getting out of his slump. Um, receivers are catching things. And um, the more success you're going to have passing, it's going to open up a lot of opportunities in the running game too. So um, I've never been, I, I think you mentioned when I started uh, or at the top of this, I've, I've been here in Dallas since 2010. So I've never been here for, um, a big Cowboys uh, playoff run. So uh, maybe this year's the year to do it. Uh, I, I grew up in Michigan. I'm, I'm a card carrying Detroit Lions fan. So uh, I really don't know anything about any sort of playoff success at all, because uh, <laughs> they certainly have not uh, helped provide that at all. You know, following up on Monica's last two questions, one about you know the Cowboys surging and at the right time, and also the readership habits of, of morning news readers. So we know obviously the Cowboys kind of rule, rule the roost, but what, besides the obvious, you know, big Cowboys stories, what are readers, what do you find that your online readers, what kind of stories attract uh, a lot of page views and anything surprising in that in that category? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, our, our goal is to, write what other people aren't writing and whether it's um hey we're we're going to be covering the same game that everyone else is going to be covering on x day well what perspective can we provide that other people aren't because people aren't picking up a paper or turning on a device or looking on social media to to click on a link and find out who won a game they want to know why it was won how it was won uh and things of that nature so we always try to pride ourselves on uh, peeling those extra layers off, explaining the why, the how, um, and, and, and getting beyond just sort of the surface level of, hey, this is what happened. So whether it's um, 
a feature by Brad Townsend. Uh, he just recently on um, uh, on Christmas wrote wrote a feature on uh, Baylor Scott uh, Scott Drew, who everyone knows. Hey, he's this great coach. Uh, Baylor just won this title, but what makes him tick? Uh, things like that. We we, we want to do things like that, or have Kevin Sherrington or Tim Kalashaw write uh, a column, sort of. Uh, giving an opinion, but having it be an informed opinion or, or, or a provocative opinion that makes you think. Um, just, just trying to um, use a lot of our years of experience, our expertise to our advantage and um, do something that um, maybe other competitors may not be able to do uh, as, as frequently or, or, or as well. And looking ahead to 2022, we've got the PGA of America relocating to Frisco. You covered that uh, sneak preview uh, a few weeks ago and wrote that story. Why don't you fill our readers and our, our listeners uh, in on, on what, what you saw out there and what you think that might mean to our area? Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled about the golf scene um, in, in the DFW area. I, I live up in the Frisco uh, Prosper area. So selfishly, it's, it's great to have that in the, the backyard, having the the Nelson move up here uh, last year, I think, was a, a pretty big success. You saw that with the crowds and everything. So it's 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 good to see that the footprint of the DFW golf scene sort of expand. Um, Dallas already uh, had a claim. Obviously, you have your Jordan Spieths, your Scotty Schefflers, your Bryson DeChambeaus, who um, call Dallas home. That that puts it on the map, but. I feel like PGA Frisco coming in is sort of that next step and the neck taking you up to a next level because it's paving the way for, you're not just going to have people who call Dallas home competing in majors. Now, now you're going to have the Dallas area hosting these majors and, and whether that down the line leads to Ryder cups and, and, and other big things, I think having, um, the DFW just in the center of the conversation, in the center of um, these huge events, I think is only going to uh, do wonders for the sports scene and in, in, in all these other areas too. You you have people come into town to watch a major while you see the star off in the horizon um, when, when you're uh, at PGA Frisco. You um, learn about what this facility is doing for Frisco ISD and in the youth programs and um, how, how much is being invested in the golfers of the future. So it's, it's, it's a trickle down effect and it's, um, it's, it's just the latest and sort of, um, a saturation and in a good way of Dallas, just being in the center of the, the sports conversation and the sports landscape. Yeah. You know, that when the, when the 2027 PGA championship is played in Frisco, that'll be the first major uh, in Dallas, since I think it was the 1963 PGA Championship was at the Dallas Athletic Club. So great to have, uh, uh, you know, major championship golf back to, uh, to, to Dallas. This is the portion of the podcast where we, where we ask our guests, what, is, uh, what are you downloading? What are you streaming? Give us a recommendation. It could be a, a book, a movie, a podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I was, uh, had a little more free time to, to be doing, uh, a lot of that stuff right now. I'm kind of playing catch up. Uh, 
Um, the one thing I'm watching right now is I'm catching up on Succession because I was so jealous of hearing everyone talk about how great it was. Um, my wife and I, when we when we put the kids down to bed each night, we are uh, um, hammering out about an episode and a half of that at a time. So I'm I'm near the end of season two. Don't want any spoilers, but um, I've I've heard so many great things about it. It's 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 great that it touches. Um, on a lot of media um, sort of crossover on interest of that too. Um, so slowly, slowly catching up to that. Um, uh, and then from a podcast standpoint, sorry that this is making me sort of a, a company man, but I, I, I mentioned this, uh, the Sports Day podcast to the Sports Day Insider, uh, Kevin Charrington, Evan Grant, and uh, David Moore, they, they have that uh, come out weekly. And that's probably the only, um, uh, appointment listening I, I can kind of afford in, in this in in the fall um uh and I, and I keep up with that and they do a good job but um hoping once college football season's behind us we don't quite get to golf yet and I have a little more free time to sort of catch up on reading um watch a few more things and listen to some more things but that's uh that's kind of where I'm at right now yeah, you know, Scott, if you uh, you you are in for a treat with more success to watch, I'm I'm envious uh, of that, and I'm I'm a subscriber to the Morning News uh, podcast with those guys. So we're we're uh, that's not shameless uh, self promotion at all. We're fans uh, of that podcast as well. Monica, what are you downloading, streaming, watching, reading, listening to? Well, you know, I, I used to be a little bit like Scott of not having a lot of time to do it, but I. I with my drive back and forth uh, here over the last month or so due to some renovations. Uh, I've gotten into more podcasts and uh, lo and behold, they uh, actually had uh, TV series uh, with them too. So over this last, I guess, few weeks, uh, I listened to Dr. Death uh, and I had no clue that it actually happened here in Dallas. Uh, oh my gosh, that was a little bit eye-opening uh, of what that was. So then I followed that up with watching the, the TV series there uh, as well. And of course, uh, with my, you know, I can't believe, Sully, that you're not watching 1883. But I, I continue my Yellowstone, uh, Yellowstone finale this weekend. Ooh. And then uh, 1883, I'll continue to watch that. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that um, they're going to bring back Yellowstone a little bit sooner, maybe. You know, I felt like it was a short season. Yeah, my download this week, of course, uh, two weeks ago in our our pre-Christmas episode, Scott, I mentioned that my wife and I were watching The Chosen as part of an Advent uh, kind of a commitment, and we watched season one and are into season two and enjoying that, but uh, my recommendation this week is All Madden, the documentary on the life and career of John Madden. There are a ton of Cowboys connection. Troy Aikman is featured throughout. He talks about the impact that Madden had on him, and there's one line where he says, he narrated my career. Uh, Nate Newton talks about what it meant to him to be named to the All Madden team. Uh, all kinds of, of cool stuff. Uh, uh, and interestingly, Darren Ravel, and again, we talk a lot of sports business on the mic drop and, and our fans of Darren Ravel, and he tweeted the other day that all those Miller Lite commercials uh, were originally the ask from the ad agency was for Al Davis. And he said, I'm not interested, but talk to my coach. Uh, so a lot of interesting things with with uh, John Madden in tribute for his uh, with his passing uh, this week. But I highly recommend All Madden, the documentary. It's on Peacock. FS1 will be airing it. It's uh, 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 directed by Tom Rinaldi, 
uh, and it's a Fox Sports production, but really, really, uh, really, really worth uh, worth watching. You know, we we have some breaking news, uh, Scott. Tony Fay uh, mentioning that he has figured out, I guess, on Twitter from following various things that today is Tiger Woods' 46th birthday, and it's also the 46th anniversary of the Hail Mary from Roger Staubach to to Drew Pearson. So. What sort of convergence of the of the the sports gods is it that Tiger Woods was born on the same day as the Hail Mary? Yeah, it's 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 crazy how uh, <laughs> things like that come together. But uh, that that sounds like a Tony Face stat that he would that he would uh, <clears throat> that he would dredge up. But it's 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 really crazy. We have we have someone that works here at the Morning News, Todd Davis, who's kind of our sports anniversary guy too, and. Uh, the, the amount of times these, these worlds, uh, just collide is, is, is pretty crazy. Well, we, we, we prove on the, on the mic drop week after week that all roads lead through Dallas or have a connection, uh, to, to Dallas. And it's the John Madden passing is interesting in that, uh, you know, he really, he, he, he never coached here, never played here, anything like that. Uh, but he broadcast more Cowboys games than any other team, most likely 140. And you see in all the tributes, it's Jerry Jones and Nate Newton and Troy Aikman. And, and it's right. There just always seems to be a Dallas sports connection. That's the power of sports in our area and, and, and just the rich history and traditions that we have. The Perot Museum of Nature and Science plays a vital role in preparing the most talented and diverse STEM workforce of tomorrow right here in Dallas. Become a member today and enjoy free admission and other valuable benefits to support this nonprofit landmark. Visit perotmuseum.org for more information. Well, Monica, since it's our last show of the year, what are your takeaways from the first year of the mic drop? Well, Sully, I can't believe it's already been, what, episode 44 today. Um, and I think what I'm most shocked about, uh, or surprised, I'm is the, the guests the, and the wide range of guests that we've had here on the show. Uh, people, obviously, that are our partners uh, and that are well known here within the DFW area, but then there are some sleepers out there that, and that shouldn't be sleepers uh, because they're right here in, in our backyard and do fantastic things uh, as they, as they uh, uh, integrate into the sports community here. So um, I'm I'm excited of the stories that uh, we've seen, and hopefully our listeners are uh, paying attention, and uh, um, they're learning some things about our great DFW sports landscape themselves, and um, I'm excited to see what 2022 has to offer. Definitely grateful for 2021, but uh, excited to see um, 2022. I actually have a list that maybe we can go over later of uh, some guests that I, I think should be on here in 2022. Yeah, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I really appreciate you uh, bringing me on here for the official podcast of the Dallas Sports Commission. It's been a blast. I, I just get to ask the questions. I have the easiest job. The network that you have through the Sports Connection and through the efforts of Tony Fay PR, your partner, we have gotten incredible guests. And, and I would put them in a couple of buckets, Monica. The, you know, the, the first group is sort of national guests. Uh, we started episode one, had Jeff Van Gundy from ESPN. We've had Kurt Menefee, who has a Dallas connections. We've had a lot of national guests. Some have Molly Solomon, who was in charge of production for the Olympics for NBC. Not really a Dallas connection. But 
we get a lot of national interesting guests commenting on what's going on in sports. Then, of course, we had the leaders of, of all of our local sports teams. And I don't, I don't just mean, you know, Charlotte Jones from the Cowboys or, you know, Jim Nill and Brad Alberts from the Stars or Michael Finley and Jason Kidd from the Mavericks or Sean Decker from the Rangers. We had the leadership of the Dallas Wings, our WNBA franchise. We, we had FC Dallas well represented. Uh, we talked a lot about World Cup and a lot about soccer uh, as a backdrop to your uh, bid for the 2026 uh, World Cup to, to uh, you know, be located in, in, in North Texas. Uh, you know, Christy Meyer Johnson from the Texas Motorplex, you know, so all kinds of sports leaders. And then the third category would be the surprising guests. People don't, may not be aware that Panini, the biggest, you know, trading card company in the world is based here. Heritage Auctions, Chris Ivey was a fantastic guest who told a great story about finding, you know, I think it was baseball cards in somebody's attic. He, he was funny, it was entertaining, uh, you know, just some things that you don't know. Uh, Deidre DeLilly, who's a true game-changing sports leader in the sports business world with uh, Toyota North America, she's responsible for their Olympic sponsorship based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. We've had, we had her on the show. And so I don't think there's any place else that a Dallas sports fan can both hear from the local teams, a little bit of a, of a focus on sports business and the off the field, but also on the field, but then also learn about the events that the sports commission is bringing here with partners who are based here. Uh, I thought Mike McLeod from the World Food Championship was one of my favorite guests we had all year. I learned a lot. I think, you know, the, our listeners will learn something every week if they, uh, if they hang with us. Well, Sully, I think you make a uh, good point. Uh, I, I think it may surprise people, and hopefully this podcast has helped, uh, of the vast number of sporting events that take place here in the DFW area, the Dallas area. Sometimes, you know, it's not our standard football and, and basketball that, um, you know, we're kind of known for Friday Night Lights, but there's a lot of other sports that uh, take place here every weekend, all the way from, you know, Dallas to Arlington, Fort Worth, Frisco. Uh, I, I think we're just, um, and hopefully the, the number of guests in the, um, you know, vast array of guests has kind of showed um, how big we are as a, as a sports destination. And that was kind of, for me, uh, one of the real reasons for trying to start this podcast of being able to share some of that with our listeners, with our, with those from DFW, with our national and international audience, since we're seeing, you know, some of those numbers and you, you bring up a good point too, uh, in, in Panini. And, uh, I think there were partnerships and relationships that from a sports commission standpoint, from a world cup bid committee standpoint, we've been able to develop um, you know, we had a relationship with Panini, but probably not as strong as what it is now after we were able to, uh, you know, have Jason on the, on the podcast. And uh, actually, Panini and Jason stepped up in a major way during our FIFA World Cup uh, bid presentation and made us custom Panini cards for World Cup Dallas 2026 cards for our site visit. And it's, it's things like that where people hear from the Dallas area, you know, go above and beyond it's that that can do spirit it's wanting to be the best and you kind of see that all along uh, through our our partnerships and then you know other relationships that we've been able to develop uh too by 
you know, there's a lot of, yes, while I have a lot of connections, there's a lot of um, guests that we've had here that I did not have a, a relationship with. So that's been great to, you know, continue to stay in contact and expand that and hopefully be able to work together and really still continue to uh, position Dallas as a premier sports destination. And of course, we're really grateful to our, our, our listeners that, uh, you know, we've said before, I don't know if we have Mic Drop Nation yet, but we, we definitely have Mic Drop Region, although we do have listeners from all around the, the, the country. Our, our, our listenership is growing. It's really been fun. And one of the reasons I, I think the listening listenership is growing is we have these great guests, but also we, we, have, got, we have had some tremendous storytellers on here. And I know you have a favorite <laughs> moment or a favorite story from one of, our, uh, one of our favorite guests this year. Why don't you talk about uh, what happened? So like, uh, episode seven, it was, I had to go back and look and it was uh, early on episode seven. And, you know, we were still in training wheels back then, episode seven. Uh, we're, we're rolling a little faster now. And uh, Vern Lundquist happened to be on with us, and it was a fantastic conversation. And then he spewed out there the best little whorehouse in Texas. And I swear, I almost fell out of the, my seat in the studio. And I'm like, what kind of podcast are we having? But you know what? Um, it was authentic. It was awesome. He was a fantastic guest. But I'm like, oh, man. Okay. Well, we just took the, the Mic Drop podcast to another level. But uh, you know, I have another, uh, Charles Haley uh, and and Dale Hansen, I think for me, were some very impactful uh, conversations, some conversations that sometimes are difficult to have, but very serious uh, that, you know, are important to all people here within our community uh, and well, within the world for that matter. Um, so just for them to be able to share that on our, on our podcast, I thought was pretty special. Uh, and to be able to put that and, and share that. Um, and, and I think it makes our podcast podcast pretty, you know, well-rounded as well. We, we talk about a lot of different topics and to be able to uh, bring mental health and, you know, uh, domestic abuse and other things uh, yeah. to the forefront, I think is important. You know, we, we have fun on the mic drop, but we also embrace the uncomfortable, difficult, important conversations. We spoke about overcoming racism with Kurt Menefee of Fox Sports, with Abner Haynes, uh, you know, pioneering, uh, you know, civil rights advocate in, in, in college football years ago, Jalen Smith, then of the Cowboys, uh, and, 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 uh, and others. We talked about, you know, women's empowerment with Nancy Lieberman, with Alicia Gray of the Dallas Wings, with Danielle Surrency Jones, one of your board members in a, in a, in a leader. Uh, Larry Lundy, another with with the uh, Black Sports Professionals of North Texas, was a really powerful uh, conversation. Uh, so, we're, we, and we will continue to do that in 2022. We welcome those those important conversations along alongside the the fun ones. You know, one of my favorite uh, moments in the surprise category was Ben Rogers of Ben and Skin fame, and he he got a little personal and he he talked about the you know, uh, how he approaches life and attributing his success to being positive. And it was pretty uplifting. And we, you know, we often talked about the power to bring that sports uniquely have to bring people together. But I have to say, I think my favorite story, if you go back to episode five was Marty Turco 
telling the story of what I think we called the San Jose caper in the, in the liner notes for the episode, which, uh, so if you want to laugh here at the end of, a, of another challenging year uh, in many ways in 2021, go back to Marty Turco and episode five. He was, he was, uh, you know, really funny, you know, and, you know, to get Drew Pearson on the week after he's in the hall of fame to get Vern Lundquist the week of the masters. I mean, you and, and the Tony Fate team, uh, have done a great job. How about Monica? How about American Airlines Center boss Dave Brown talking about the time Frank Sinatra bummed a cigarette off him backstage at Reunion Arena? That was a story. I have known Dave, Dave for 13 years and never knew that story. So that that one was pretty special. Yeah, we we have had we have had a lot of a lot of fun and 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 hopefully provide something that. Uh, that you don't get anywhere else. You know, you, you don't get to hear DJ Poison Ivy from the Mavericks games just, just anywhere. And she was another fantastic <laughs> guest. We had Braden, Braden Holtby. You know, we had some active uh, players on. It was, uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's no, been great. Now, so what are you looking forward to? Oh, go I'll ahead. Keep, no, go ahead. I, this is, a, I was going to get into this question, I think. Keep going. Yeah, what are you looking forward to for, for uh, 2022 on the mic drop? Well, Sully, one of the first things that I hope happens in 22 is you don't have to give me as much shit about my Texas Longhorns, okay? <laughs> Hopefully, we could get back on the, on the train here in, in 2022 uh, and, and, and perform on the field. And obviously, all, all the other sports, basketball, everything else. But, um, you know, 2022, I, I think we're at a good place here in, in December 2021, Um February will be a full year of the mic drop. We've got a lot of big events uh, coming up. Uh, I'm looking for some more WWE superstars uh, to be on the mic drop and to really share their impact here within the community uh, and what they have planned there. That's a that's a very special event. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, not necessarily the football and basketball that a lot of people are, are used to, but I know there's a lot of WWE fans out there. Um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm looking forward to our sporting events continuing to be safe and uh, and everyone remain healthy and everything with uh, COVID and what's going on in the world. Uh, I'm looking forward to kind of kicking off a Title IX celebration as we go into our 2023 um, Women's Final Four. So I'm going to look for 2022 to really. Uh, you know, focus on those female collegiate athletes, basketball players, but then others that have, have played that are here locally, you know, may live in Dallas, may be from Dallas, uh, to really amplify that Title IX and take us into 2023, into that Women's Final Four. I, I really want that to be a full year celebration for, for women. So not only that, you know, have played basketball before, but other strong corporate leaders, uh, women, and, and other organizations that, that so support women there. Um, you know, I, I obviously want to have a big celebration here at some point um, before June 2022 uh, for uh, hopefully an announcement that uh, FIFA has awarded the World Cup to Dallas. So uh, hoping to have a lot of soccer content uh, come in and, and, you know, stars there and people who have helped us along the way, whether it's from a facility standpoint or human rights standpoint, uh, um, and then continuing to spotlight the, those events that you know you may not you may not read on the front page or of the sports section of the Dallas Morning News or 
you know, they may not get the media coverage uh, that, that others do, but hopefully we can get the word out and uh, let people know here, uh, our listeners, that they're actually taking place and continuing to grow those. Yeah, there is so much that happens in Dallas-Fort Worth in the sports and entertainment landscape every week. Uh, thanks in, in, in uh, many cases to the Dallas Sports Commission that, that you lead. And, you know, with WrestleMania coming to AT&T Stadium again in April for two nights, April 2nd and 3rd, we'll continue to talk about that. And anyone who thinks that WWE superstars are one-dimensional, or if you think you know what they're all about, please listen to the Drew McIntyre interview for a couple weeks ago, and you're going to see uh, that they are, they are uh, complex, talented, smart athletes that are really committed to, their, to the community, and they're doing a lot of good things. Uh, in Dallas Fort Worth between now and and uh, WrestleMania it was fun to have Drew on it was fun to have the great Jimmy Hart WWE Hall of Famer on a few weeks before that and and speaking of WWE one of my favorite guests and, and this gets to the title nine anniversary was pro volleyball player uh, and former Texas Longhorn Molly McCage who was the one athlete to me who sounds like a WWE superstar uh, but she is a pro volleyball player, and they're coming back to to Dallas, uh, uh, right? So we'll maybe we'll get Molly back on the show. They'll be here at the same time, Sully. So very high chance. Uh, uh, Athletes Unlimited will be playing in Dallas, and obviously the uh, WWE WrestleMania itself will be at AT and T Stadium. But the access and uh, other events will be at the KB the Hetrasikovich Center and American Airlines Center. So definitely a possibility we could uh, introduce Molly McCage uh, to the WWE family. All right. Well, that was a fun look back at our first year of the mic drop. It's been a blast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, uh, for joining us today on behalf of Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission. We really appreciate you being here with us. Also, thanks to Todd McSuga of Goodyear. Thanks to the Mic Drop production team, Danielle Whitelaw-Piscura, Angela Lang, Marcus Carr and Reeves Eddins of Tony Fay PR, our showrunner, of course, visionary, fearless leader, Tony Fay. Until next time, happy new year and thanks for listening, everybody.